calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Sarah Michelle Gallagher. together an academic pop culture symposium it's true we are the pop culture professors that's right you know we're smart people but you know we're going to be talking dumb topics it's just how it's going to be i'm caitlin bits guy i'm lauren brickman and somehow i'm a college professor <laughs> yeah i'm retired I, I, we don't talk enough about how emeritus status. <laughs> we don't talk enough about how you retired at such a young age. <laughs> you served your time. You got out. Uh, that's cool. What's it like on the other side? Well, you know, I have a bag, a canvas bag that I used to carry around all those papers in. And sometimes I yeah. look at it and just think how I'm so glad I just use it for dirty groceries now. <laughs> wow. From student papers to dirty groceries, the Caitlin Bitsa guy story. This show's about standing, though, and it's about being an obsessive fan of things. Caitlin, what are you standing right now? You know, I was lucky enough to be on Rachel Chapman's TikTok <laughs> podcast, and we yeah. were talking about the Jonas Brothers, and I was like, oh, you know, so good. I need to listen more. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, here's the truth. I like the Jonas Brothers' music. I stand mm-hmm. their journey. I absolutely yeah. stand that they are back. And what a lesson in, you know, grow, absolutely show growth. But also stay true to yourself and it's going to be very uncool for a little bit. But mm-hmm. just be like, you know, it's us. Can we um, lighten up a little bit on the virginity rock stuff? Yeah, we can do that. By yeah. getting married is actually a great way to do it. It's a great um, way to do it. Can we just be a little more fun when we come back? Yeah, we can. But we're still going to be dorks. Yeah. Wait, I have a question. Does that mean that you've now watched the documentary Chasing Happiness? No, I haven't. Wow. Please. Well, that's your homework for the weekend. Uh, please circle back to me when you completed I'm, it. 
I'm rather deficient on all of those pop culture films, like of the last five years. I will tell you this. I I miss the whole Joe Bros thing. Was never a Joe Bro fan. Like, wasn't a hater, but like just wasn't into it. I had a friend who um, I was crashing with in LA the summer that Chasing Happiness came out. And she had like a copywriting job. She, she, she was working on a gig that was, they were doing some like brand integration with the Joe Bros. And so she like had to watch Chasing Happiness for work. And I was like, I'm not going to say, I'm staying on your couch. Yet. Like, I'm going to watch it with you. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't care anything about them. In that one night, I became a huge stan. Like that film changed the fabric of my soul. And now I'm fully invested. I follow them all on all social media platforms and I root for them. You know, I met them. Yeah. I met them. as part of your story. Yes. When I worked at ESPN and it was at the, it was at the tail end of their first fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were nice. Uh, and they, they like got it, but they were yeah. fatigued. Like I've never seen someone like tired in the way of like, I can't be famous for one more second. So they need to take a break. You know, yeah, I mean, uh, Kevin Jonas famously needed to be a contractor on Real Housewives of New Jersey for one episode. Mm-hmm. He needed to have his own reality show with his wife, who he's still married to, which is charming. Yeah. And I like I to think that. she's the head sister-in-law over Sophie and Priyanka. Danielle 100%. is in charge. And the thing is, is that Priyanka tries to fight it a little bit. Sophie knows. Sophie's cool. Sophie she's like, I don't that. need this. I was on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Priyanka's like, I do somehow still need this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Danielle's like, yeah. you're not getting it. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. And then Frankie's just there being a TikTok star. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, really, it Frank, it's Frankie's world. It's Frankie's world. We're all just lucky to be invited to have a day pass. It's a bonus job. Um, it's a bonus world. Well, what are you standing? Caitlin, this is something I've been standing on and off for months now. And I'm like fully ill. I'm fully like, I'm ill. I need help. We joke around about me getting inv- arrested for my various like standing. Well, I say it and you say, <laughs> ha ha. So it's not yeah. really a joke, but okay. Okay, I think I think I know who's going to actually sign my first restraining order because okay, it's such an important one. I cannot stop thinking about Tom Ellis. I cannot stop thinking about him. I cannot stop watching and consuming everything he puts out there. And if you're like Tom Ellis, who is that? First of yeah. all, I'm so sorry that you haven't had that joy. Second of all, yes, I am talking about the actor that plays Lucifer, who also happens to be Gary on the TV show Miranda, and his credits go on and on. He's got credits for days. And I love him. I could cry right now thinking about how much I love him. But, like, I love him so much. And I love him in ways. Like, this is you a real You love him. You love his performances. What? Break it down. Yeah. I mean, all of the I above, I assume. All of the above. But, like, there's just, like, a... Okay. Here and here's... And I've really thought about this. But I think what it boils down to is there is something in him that I think you and I... Like, part of what gra- what what the impetus for like starting this podcast and for starting any of the work that we do together is, is that like, we love what we do, right? Like mm-hmm, there's nothing, mm-hmm, j- yep. like we don't, we're not into that, like irony or detachment or trying to pretend like we're too cool for stuff. Like that's not what we're about. And I feel like whether it's true or not, this is just what he, it feels like is like, he gets that, like he's into, like he loves to act, he loves to create, like, and like, he never gets too cool. Like Lucifer is apparently um, before Bridgerton was the number one show on Netflix for streaming, apparently international. It's apparently like huge um, internationally, and like, like he like it may he may not be like a as big of a domestic star here in the U.S., but like internationally, like he's it doesn't get much 
uh, more popular than like where he's at. But he still like shows up for like cast reunions for like other projects he's done. And like, like Miranda did um, a live show to celebrate like 10 years since the first episode. And like, he was like actively shooting Lucifer. Like nobody really like, I don't think any fan that bought a ticket really thought Tom Ellis was going to show up. And then he did. And it was Aww. like so cute. And he like pops up in all their videos. Anyways. Wow. Um, I know he's fully married and I know it. I just love him. That's all I want to say. Wow. Stan, Stan of the week, Stan of the year. <sighs> wow. I'm sweating now. I'm sweating. Speaking of another hot man. <sighs> oh my gosh. She's so sweat. hot. I'm, <laughs> yes. Yes. I've been sweating since the day we met. It's actually really embarrassing. Okay. Maybe the first training order will come sooner than you thought. Uh, <laughs> it's true because I do live close enough that it could be an issue. Okay. So she's got it planned out. She's got it Google mapped. <laughs> Please welcome... <laughs> From high fidelity and one of Lauren's victims, Neil Destolfo. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, Lauren, you held it. Um, you held it together when we met, and I, I oh. thought I noticed a bit of perspiration, but I didn't know from whence it came. I thought maybe there was a drizzle outside because it was, it was yeah. weird and kind of splotchy. It was like the tops of your shoulders. <laughs> You took your <laughs> shoes off kind of immediately when you met, and it was strange because it was Oh, well, the fine. shoes off thing is just, that's just, that's, that's how she, every day. Yeah, that's, that's just how true. she rolls. No, it's true. Um, well, hi, yeah. gal. Hello, Neil. Hello. Welcome, welcome. And to celebrate having someone who's played a bartender on television, our theme today is drinking on TV. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, we love listeners to make you feel like you're in capable hands. And so we always like to give you a couple credits. And today, you know, I wasn't quite sure what my credits were. And then I sat down and I was like, girl, you got a couple credits. Um, My first credit, and I am really proud of this one, is I barely survived playing the Dawson's Creek. I barely survived playing the Dawson's Creek drinking game during a tornado warning in Iowa City. Um, There was an active tornado warning and I chose to play the Dawson's Creek drinking game. I ended up on a bathroom floor, but I did not pass out. Now we have to ask, what are the rules? What? what? (laughs) So the ones that I can remember were anytime Joey tucks her hair behind her ear. Goodbye. Done. Called nine one one, and it was rough. It was a rough night. I think we, I think there were like ten rules, but we agreed to like only do five because we were all like, "We're gonna die!" Like we we were gonna die. Um, I also once was paid in tequila to perform a lesbian elopement, which Great. feels like a TV plot line, but it was in real life. Lauren, as you say mm-hmm. these things, they the collection of words that you're stringing together are so like I know I understand them, but then the way that you're tornado warning Iowa City Dawson's mm-hmm. Creek drinking game, yep, Caden mm-hmm. Tequila lesbian elopement. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. I haven't experienced <laughs> any of those. But I think they sound incredible. Now, okay, so these are your cre- these are meant for your your listeners. Incredible, mm-hmm. yeah. To yes, like, so know that we can talk about. about drinking on TV. Yeah. This is just to let you know we know what drinking on TV is all about. Okay. Uh, well, Caitlin, help. Yeah, what are your credits this week? Well, um, I of course, in many, it's going to involve one of my illustrious gigs. Uh, I think I maybe mentioned this one before offhand that uh, a bunch of female comedians were hired for the day to work for an ad agency mm-hmm. uh, who had just were representing the amazing account of a new cupcake flavored vodka. 
And so they were like, women, we got to talk to them. Funny women, we got to talk to them. Now, these gigs, I've it's getting comedians there at 9 a.m. in Midtown. Mm-hmm. And then it's really... Anything can go at that point. But right. what they really wanted to mine from us was like dating and sex stories, like some sort of like more comedic <laughs> sex in the city, which um, here's the thing when a gig is just a day, just we just didn't do. <laughs> there were like seven of us and we we're like, oh, um, no. So what else? <laughs> and they paid us because it's too embarrassing not to. We're like, do you want us to come up with any copy or like do anything that we do? Because um, we'll just take this vodka. I think everyone just stole vodka and like water and anything <laughs> that they had in the room. We were like, ah, pass. But thank you for developing treat flavored vodka for women. Wow. Okay. That feels yeah. like a solid cred. Yeah. I mean, Neil, obviously you've been a bartender on High Fidelity. So you've been someone who slung alcohol on TV. But are there any secret credits that we don't know about? Secret credits that you don't know about that were, well, I, um, that would make me an aficionado on drinking on TV. I mm-hmm. will say that I'm the most susceptible viewer. I learned about this thing, mm. mirror neurons, which is where when you watch something, it activates part of the brain to make you feel as if you're doing it. So, okay. <laughs> so if you are, so if you, if the viewers, the listeners could see Caitlin's face, she's like, what? I know. So my, okay, so I came on, I came on and the first thing I said to the gals offline was, listen, I listened to the pod and I listened (laughs) to my sister Pat Regan's episode Mm -hmm. talking about real world and I have a real world story. Now my, this is not, yeah, no, this should put the listeners at ease. So um, (laughs) when I was in high school, I was obsessed with real world Chicago. Mm -hmm. Obsessed. Mm -hmm. I was closeted. I was obsessed with wasps. I'm Jewish and Italian. And I really wanted to go to Princeton and be in a secret society and like be a very, (laughs) a wasp, a very wasp. And on the real world, there was a Princeton football player named Kyle mm-hmm. who yep. had like a square head and a square jaw yes. and a square body. And he was all squares. And um, he had Princeton friends come and visit and they exclusively drank Jim Beam. And <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't know what that was. I also, I signed a contract in high school that said I would not drink. And I, Ooh, yeah, gotcha. I was, I was a peer mediator. I was student body president. Mm. I did. Uh, so, um, so anyway, I went on vacation with my brother and father to St. Martin and, um, which were the legal drinking age 18. So my dad was like, you guys can drink. And I was like, oh my God, I wonder what this is like. Like my only point <gasps> of reference is like, I think Buffy got roofied and, um, like on a couple of other series, it's just like mischief making. So yeah. I was like, okay, dad. And so I was like, I, the waiter came around. He's like, what would you like? And I said, I would like a Jim Beam. And my dad was like, what? <laughs> Everyone else was like, um, like uh, a pina colada or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, Kyle from the real world drinks Jim Beam. So I'm just going to have a Jim Beam. And the waiter was like, you just want a straight Jim Beam? My dad was like, why don't you give it to him with Coke? And then it came out. It was disgusting. I mean, it was so sweet and also just nasty. And um, and I drank them for the entire vacation because I refused to not be associated with Kyle Brandt from the real world. Uh, wow. Wow. That is. 
iconic. Okay, and by the way, when I was in high school, he came to our local mall and yeah. um, he went to a Steve Madden shoe store and he was going to be signing not shoes because why would he sign shoes? He was just like doing a personal appearance and – my friend decided to surprise me by bringing me to the oh. mall and being like, Kyle's here. And I was, of course, the only boy waiting at the Steve Madden to meet him. And I was mortified. I was so embarrassed. Um, but oh I did God. have a DVD of the Real World Chicago outtakes. And so nice. I did bring it to him. And I did tell him I was applying early to Princeton. And he did <laughs> sign it. And he did call me bro. Oh, <laughs> wow, dreams do come true. I know. Oh, wow. I love so that's that. my credit. I love that. That's such yeah. a good credit. Thanks. I love you that. You trust me. I do. Yes, I do trust do. you. The listener is yeah, in good hands. And you get, you opened up such a Pandora's box of memories of like being below the American legal drinking age, but getting that permission from parents when abroad to drink. What a wild, magical time. It was very exciting. And then also seeing a parent drink. Mm -hmm. I yeah. um, uh, did not have experience with that in my house, gratefully. But I did see my dad get turned um, at vacation. the casino. It was so wow. fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I feel like with credentials like this, we got to put it to the test. We, yeah, we got to. We got to. Wow. I love a game. Well, we're we starting off game. with a game called A Guy Walks Into a Bar. So mm. many, many a sitcom uh, take place in or it sometimes involve a regular fictional bar where the gang hangs out. We're going to give you the bar. You have to give us the show. Oh, OK. All right. Mm -hmm. First one. Patty's Pub. Patty's Pub. Patty's Pub is from um people didn't really get to see this show, but it was called uh it was called Old Girl. And uh, <laughs> this was a this was a show mm -hmm, called mm -hmm. Old Girl, and uh the lead character was played by Patty Lupone. And uh, <gasps> she played herself. She played Patty Lupone, but it was like alternate universe. And um, and she owned a bar called Patty's Pub. And so this Patty's <laughs> Pub is from Old Girl. Wow. <laughs> I love yeah. how much work you showed, but it, it is it. technically from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that, well, because they were referencing Old Girl. Yeah, oh, you know what? Yeah. I didn't think yeah. about that, actually. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And as someone who's recently, relatively recently watched all of Always Sunny, I couldn't remember at all what the bar was called when I looked <laughs> this up. I have not seen a single episode. <gasps> it's okay. It's okay. Wow, that's okay. You have something to look forward to in life. Oh, thanks. Okay. Well, one of the few things, truly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is McLaren's. McLaren's. Okay, I do. I actually know this one. Don't worry, listener. I got you here. This is from DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> and why, why yeah. is there about you? This the, the is bar from they all went to a DuckTales. Yeah, that's why they needed that money because they would. They would take their uh, duck coins and they would go to McLaren's. You know what? I was unclear. I think that you're probably also right. We'll have to check with the judges, but this is, I was thinking it was from How I Met Your Mother. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that one too. Um, okay, so you are two for two. Yeah, Colby Smulders was actually a voice on DuckTales, and so uh, she brought that to I just saw that Chuck the DuckTales reboot like concluded after something like seven seasons, and I was like, what? I mean, I don't have a child, so I guess I didn't right. keep track of DuckTales. But I, I can't wait. You're two for two. I think you're going to get three for three with this next one, which is Duke's Pub. Oh, do uh, listen, everyone knows... <laughs> Duke's Pub is from um, Murder, She Wrote. This <laughs> is because, uh, you know, I watched every episode and Angela mm-hmm. Lansbury's mm-hmm. character is actually named Duke. <laughs> and and uh, she goes down, she goes down <laughs> hard to uh, Duke's, <laughs> Duke's Bar and uh, wow. and that's where she meets all the ghosts from that show that she writes about for the writing mm-hmm. of Murder She Wrote. Right. I forgot that she was a triple threat. You know, <laughs> author, crime solver, you know, Bar bartender. That's what owner. she is. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Great. that is true. How I was thinking, and this is just my. I wasn't. I wasn't specific. I was thinking of Frasier, but oh god, how embarrassing where, for you! Yeah, I know <laughs> where the dad up. used to go was Duke's Bob, but oh, that that thing. again was probably a reference because he's older, so yeah, he would go yeah. to the yeah. same bar. He actually, uh, his ex-wife, who they don't talk about much, it was Angela Lansbury's character Duke, and so, <laughs> from Murder She Wrote, from Murder, she wrote. and he, wow. the father that- in that, doesn't even know. He just calls it Duke's. Because he, when he goes, he orders two <gasps> drinks, and he orders one for him and one for Duke, his wow. his lost wife. <laughs> and he, you know, he likes to. It's a rum. It's a rum. It's a, a big rum. <laughs> and, uh, wow. and that's what he <laughs> that's what he drinks in memory of Duke. Wow! Now that you're um, saying it, I can't believe I'd forgotten. All I this. know it's one of those I, things you got to just I, jog your memory I, sometimes. I, I love it so much. I love it almost as much as I love this next bar that I I want you to remind me where it's from. Yeah. But I think I remember uh, the Griffin. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. This was from, uh, and you guys, I feel like you've talked about this show. This <laughs> is from Saved by the Bell, the European years. And so uh, yeah. they, mm-hmm. uh, this is when... This is actually why Tori didn't come back to the series. Oh, no. Because she, in the European years, she went and she um, she studied at the place that Julia Child studied. Um, okay. And then she became maitre d'. After that, mm, she got hired wow. uh, at the Griffin to maitre d' um, for, uh, for a French, for a French, it was French. And that's, how, um, that's that's the Griffin is from Say by the Bell, yeah. the European years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The most underrated years of yeah. the franchise. Yeah. Well, it's hard to yeah. get. You have to bit tour in it. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Well, they're going to reboot it. They actually, oh. that's oh. why they, that's why they rebooted wait. the whole thing was to really get the European years out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Well, that's weird because I always thought it was from the TV show New Girl. Right, right. And, um, you know, it could also be, I would say, um, <laughs> I would say that what people don't know about the new girl is that it is set in France. At oh. Griffin, and actually Tori, she, that actress, Tori, that's mm-hmm. her right. actual yeah. name, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes, she's a mononym. She goes by one name. She is the maitre d' at the bar. And then she, they just keep cutting her out. And That's I, right. I, oh, wow. Something about residuals or something. I don't know. I don't wow. I'd have to ask. Yeah. Wow. I know it's rough. Yeah. That is so rough. I, I mean, yeah, I am remembering that now. That New Girl took place within an LA that was in France. That's it's France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, finally, remind us where we know the Regal Beagle from. The real well, that's Snoopy. I, I'm not even <laughs> guys. I'm not even making it up this time. I know the other <laughs> ones are a little <laughs> okay. He's improv. This Regal Beagle, it's just Snoopy. It's just Snoopy. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. It's not a bar. It's just the character Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's <laughs> from the and yeah, that's what it was. from from, from. The bar and the show Snoopy. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I love that harder edge that when Snoopy did his own work, it was it was a lot darker than when he was with the Charlie Brown crew. Yeah, he it's well, that's true. why they they wanted him to go do that because he yeah. was real nasty on the show. And they said, okay. Oh, it was a personal thing. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. It was. Wow. And here I was thinking that it was from Three's Company. Like, I feel like such a dud. But that makes sense. That's from the 70s. And Snoopy's kind of 60s, 70s. Yeah. 60s, 70s. Yeah. And they were all hanging out, you know. No. Suzanne Summers, Woodstock. Those guys. I I heard that Woodstock and Suzanne Summers were married, but only for 32 hours. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just a crazy thing, you know. Yeah, Got it that old. makes sense. I wish they'd stuck yeah. it out. I Me know. too. I, well, they both started sleeping with Ted Danson, so they couldn't uh, keep it together. Well, can't blame anybody in that scenario. Nope. 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 Can't blame can't. any of the three. Nope. Uh, <laughs> on that note, I, I think it's time to take a quick break so we can all, because I don't know about you, but I'm sweating and it is splotchy. Once She's got again, her shoes so. off again. <laughs> I got to go get some ice packs and we'll be right back. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we are back. We've cooled down. We've all saved some pictures of Woodstock to our phones. (laughs) So I want to talk about a show that I think is really dominating the drinking game. In the last really 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's The Real Housewives. So this show, for, I'm going to say up top, this is part one. Because when I entered this thesis, I thought, oh, I know what I'm going to cover. I know what I'm going to cover. I know what I'm going to cover. And I'm like, there's too much. There's absolutely too much. So apologies ahead of time. You're not going to hear a lot about Orange County, Atlanta, Dallas, 
or Salt Lake City, those will come. I do have opinions mm-hmm. on the drinking in those shows. They just, I couldn't fit it all in. So Real Housewives has a famous, famous history with drinking, which is the wine throw. But first of all, those don't happen as quite as often as you might think. There was a recent one, Whitney Rose uh, threw a drink at the Shaw's um, birthday party. <laughs> There's a really, I think the canonical one is Tamara hits Gina Keo mm. in the face on Orange County. And that one's ugly. Um, mm-hmm. Like she gets red, she throws red wine, which is like not what you do. Margaret, who we'll talk about later from Jersey, also throws a lot of wine despite not drinking herself. She is sober. <laughs> and that's, that's interesting to me that she takes it there. Uh, but I really want to talk about what I find the most fascinating because uh, first of all, the wine throws are a little violent and they've led to, which I actually think are worse, the water bottle dumps, which to me are more violent because they take a long time. (laughs) I don't like watching those. So I want to talk about how they order drinks, which my main thesis is if you're not familiar with these shows, you might think they're all fighting. You might think they're all partying. I would say two thirds of the hour is dedicated to them ordering drinks. And I mean, interacting with waiters and bartenders ordering drinks. Mm -hmm. Some of this is for sure that they have branding deals, both with individual liquors and also Mm -hmm. the restaurants. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it's been effective. To to Neil's point earlier, like I have looked up some restaurants and and been like, I'm Mm going to go there Mm -hmm. after seeing it on Housewives. And I want to talk about the orders that they have. This is kind of across all cities. They tend to be, number one, they love if Bravo's paying for it, which we've seen uh, Fireball has had a big deal with Bravo in the past. I'm just guessing for how much it comes up. Tito's. uh, I think Casamigos has as well. They love if it's celebrity affiliated. And of course, the most important is low calorie, uh, (laughs) which concerns me. That is concerning to me as a priority because just limit the amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's on the table. You know what? Good point. I don't think it's fair for you to put that out there. Thank you. Thank you. That that is is great. So I'm going to start with with the truly, I think, a lesser drunk cast, which is Real Houses of Potomac, even though their little object that they have in the theme is a champagne flute. They have alcohol in it, but they don't get too, too crazy on the scale. Uh, My... Favorite thing about drinking on Potomac is that Ashley Darby is obsessed with Corona, the beer. And unfortunately, I was not able to find a lot of good clips because searching (laughs) for them in the modern age of the pandemic, when you search the quote, are we having a baby or are we having a Corona? (laughs) You get different (laughs) results than you would have a year ago. But just remember Mm -hmm. that was an iconic quote that Candace said to Ashley Darby. But this first clip, which... um, Lauren, you can play is, is, is titled Potomac Beach. This is this gives you a chance to see the chaotic nature of Real Housewives ordering drinks. Okay, so ladies, you want anything to drink? Sparkling wine. I don't have a beer. Cheeks, you want anything to drink? Poncha, poncha. Okay, so we want a beer. Vodka orange, two sparkling wines. Yep, you, you have poncha. So let's get two of those. Thank you. Thank you. So that was just 15 seconds of them naming drinks. And that's <laughs> just so you understand most of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Oh, can I say something? And maybe Absolutely. some of the listeners will. So I don't watch the series. I have. Right? I've, I've dipped in and out. I d- okay, so a beer conceivably is one of the things that you great. wouldn't just name categorically because right. there are so many types right. of beer. 
Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting that that would be something. Do you think they just don't have a sponsorship there? And so no one wants to give credit? Yes, because this was on their trip to Portugal. So I think that they didn't have a, a sponsorship. Mm. So they do tend to say things like a uh, beer. <laughs> when she's in Potomac, <laughs> Ashley is name checking Corona right and left. Got it. Okay. And, but no one else does it. Like, it's funny how it will influence people, but they aren't able to be like, guys, could you all drink Corona? Like, they don't do that. It's just like, if you're willing to do it. <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah, so you, yeah, you would never say a beer. Yeah. You don't tend to do that, but this is just the strange world of Real Housewives ordering. Also though, they can use ordering to figure out what's going on with each other, um, vis-a-vis the health, uh, <laughs> and, um, generally someone's intentions for a night. And that's my second clip from Real Housewives of Potomac. Karen, I'm so glad to see you drinking. I'm enjoying it. So is the also selective? Is no, just... no, I had the medicine before. Gotcha. Oh, I, okay. I need to Google. Let's see here. One glass of champagne can kill you if you have an ulcer. Your ulcer is alive. Girl, just say that the last time we were all together, you got so drunk that you're still embarrassed. Say that, because that's what it is. So, to catch up, this is also on their Portugal trip. Uh, Real Housewife Karen had not been drinking because she said she had an ulcer, and then she decided to drink. Giselle is incredulous that the reason was ever an ulcer, but in fact, she was embarrassed for getting too drunk at Monique's lake house. So, I mean, we got so much theater out of one order. Is she trying to... So okay, okay, now is she trying to shame her into drinking more or less? Well, you had a few voices there. One was Wendy saying, "I'm glad to see you drinking," which is a, just an amazing line. Uh, she, I think, just wants Karen to drink more for like a party atmosphere. Right. Okay. Giselle and Karen are often at odds, and I think that. Giselle basically wants Karen to admit she was very wasted before. Mm. <laughs> now, it's not really something you have to admit. We all have video evidence of it. So why mm-hmm, she needs mm-hmm. Karen to f- further humiliate herself, I can only say it's because she hates Karen. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Is Giselle the one who kind of, who heard the champagne order and did like a boom? Yeah, I love yeah. it because she knew how the editing was going to go. She brought that sound with her to the bar. She hit a little button yes, that she had yes. under her desk. <laughs> these desk these are absolute two titans. If you're not watching mm-hmm. any Amazing. series, I would say get get on Potomac. Um, I've heard it, of Karen, believe, the Grand Dame. Right? Yes, That's, in okay. season three, Karen throws a press conference, which is just for <laughs> the other ladies about how they're going to talk about how her. Her tax problems. And Giselle wears a shirt that I think says Team Karen (laughs) to the press conference. Okay, I love that. Again, just the press conference is just five of your friends. Um, So always call any Zoom you throw a press conference. conference. So this (laughs) This is is actually a press conference. Yeah, this is a press conference. I was going to say, that's actually how you guys got me here. And I am wearing a Team Lauren and Caitlin t shirt. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So that's Potomac. They're wonderful. I I would not even say that getting drunk or drinking is a huge part of their brand. But moving on to uh, Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Uh, This has become famous for drinking because of Lisa Vanderpump and her rosé brand. She also brought us Vanderpump Rules, which is really all about drinking. Um, Denise Richards only drinks Casamigos tequila. That's her only order. She drinks (laughs) Casamigos uh, 
Tequila on the Rocks. And I do have to thank two people that helped me with this presentation, Lauren Ashley Smith and Kate Corcoran, um, who were my research assistants. And it was Kate Corcoran who said that she <laughs> Denise Richards only drinks her equal George Clooney's Casamigos. <laughs> That's how Denise Richards thinks about it going into it, we believe. But this is just, um, this is another actual international trip that they took to Rome this time. And this is just a great Real Housewives order. So to be clear, Real Housewives Kyle Richards had ordered a margarita for her first drink in Rome, Real Housewives Dorit thought that that was uh, gauche, given that they're in Italy, but then she proceeds to herself order a vodka soda. She ordered a vodka soda off menu. I mean, that woman yeah. that Kyle ordered on menu, which conceivably yeah. this man's not going to be offended that he she asked for a drink that they serve. Meanwhile, <laughs> that woman, Dorit, <laughs> she i mean i will say as someone who i listen i'm not gonna just come on here to say uh that i do speak italian but i do and i did appreciate that she sounded good and her accent was good so i appreciate the effort but what a goddamn fool yeah and this this ordering scene actually uh went on for quite a long time i only clipped 35 uh, seconds time. uh but oh, okay. it, it goes on um but that's just, that's a classic snobbery for no reason and then not living up to it yourself <laughs> moment from The Real Housewives. And of course, getting the lowest calorie drink. Of course. That's the moment, you're right. To right. come back to your thesis, it seems yes. that mm -hmm. that it maybe wasn't the central tenet, but it's a supporting point. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I appreciate that everyone's sticking to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Except for beer, that, you know, that order. Well, Ashley Darby's also only 26 when we meet her. Oh, so okay. she's, uh, she's doing she's her She's not worried yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so next is really the exception that proves the rule, which is Real Housewives of New Jersey. Now, they spend as long time ordering as anybody, but they never call brands and they almost only drink wine. And specifically, Cabernet is the go-to. Now, this is a scene where just two of them are meeting and this is how long the whole thing takes. <laughs> two of us. Two? Okay. Right. Thanks. Thank you, sweetie. Can I just get an iced tea? So that was solidly 31 seconds of two people meeting up. One of them orders an iced tea. She does not drink. She's never drank on the show. She has thrown two glasses of wine, Margaret, and uh, Teresa ordering her Cabernet. I I love that the Real House of New Jersey just cannot be made to do it. They're just like we're not gonna we're not gonna pretend we drink Fireball. 
we drink wine, we're doing it. Actually, not the drunkest cast at all either. Women. <laughs> Their husbands, different story. I mean, they were on a dock waiting for mm-hmm. the ferry, I'm assuming, to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Cabernet, that's fine. I'm sorry, Caitlin, and I don't want to take us off topic. The thing that got me cackling, they must be very close friends because, and that woman, Margaret, I mean, she's who I want to go to bat for me. That she teed up, is your hair so blonde because you you were in Mexico? Conceivably, oh, your hair got lighter because you were in the sun. You sweet, sweet woman. That, I mean, on, yeah. on no planet. Is that a possibility for why that woman's hair is is lighter? It's right. not because she took a vacation and was in the sun. She went to an institution and someone she paid money and they did that to her. Oh man, but that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Good friends. You know? If I'm taking anything from the series, I'm getting that they're all very close friends. They're all very supportive. <laughs> they care about each other's well-being and they care that they're shown in the best light. Yeah, well, you know, New Jersey is is an interesting one because it is really the only one that I'd say fully has a main character. And the main character is Teresa. And in the last few seasons, you will see almost every housewife tries to be on Teresa's good side because I think that she can really has has the power to get people fired. If And I don't think she purposely does it. I think, though, if you don't integrate yourself into her life, the producers, you're out. I did once share an elevator with Teresa because I did go see uh, one of my best friends uh, took me to see Luann's cabaret act. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, She was working on it in some capacity and Teresa was there as was Sonia, as (sighs) was a woman that Sonia brought with her just to brush her hair. So (gasps) there was a, in the middle of the show, I mean like Luann's on stage doing mm. whatever she did. She looked great though. That's oh, what I'll she's, say. She looks amazing. Yeah, she looked great. But this woman is just fully brushing Sonya's hair like a My Little Pony the whole time. Were they filming for, yes. for Real Housewives? They yes. Were. Yeah. But I don't know if they were filming for New York or Jersey. I think it was New York, but yeah. Teresa, at the end, they, for whatever reason, had <laughs> like a question and answer section, which is everyone's favorite part of any cabaret show. And um, <laughs> Teresa got up and asked a question about how Luann was, now I'm paraphrasing, but what I heard was, how are you enjoying your divorce? And I guess this was not the thing to ask because immediately following the show, Teresa, wait, am I going to get sued for saying this? No. Okay, great. So Teresa... Um, there was like a backstage portion or like there was a, you know, you could go to the dressing room. And, um, and so Teresa was in the kitchen with her PR people and the PR people are freaking out on the phones to different people trying to figure out whether or not this was like a gaffe that Teresa made and is this going to bring them unwanted attention? Um, and then we all took the elevator up. They were acting like, as soon as they saw me, mum's the word, like, oh, he's gay. He's definitely a psychotic fan and we can't say anything around him because then it's going to be on Twitter. I had no clue what was going on. And so then we went up to like the uh, dressing room area and it was like so many people and cameras and stuff. And I was very overwhelmed and also didn't know anyone. So I just stood in the corner which was the one place Teresa did want to stand. So she did ask me to move because someone asked (laughs) her to take a photo. And I guess the lighting was best in the corner that I was standing in. And she was very nice. I think she did call me sweetie. Um, Yeah. 
Wow. And so I'm a fan and, um, you know, she's my girl for life, I would say. <laughs> I, wow. like, I think that, first of all, this is amazing because thanks, I thanks. don't believe that Teresa's ever been on an episode of Real Housewives of New York, but that they will often in New York, New Jersey, put each other at like parties and you'll see like, Ramona, M- Melissa's friend or something that comes oh. to a party. So they mm. planted her there to have such a moment and it must have not gone over well because she's she's not. I, I got to look at those big crowd shots. I got <laughs> I got an afternoon now, Neil. <laughs> All right. And, and, and speaking of, lastly, speaking of the Countess and really the moment the the Real Housewives liquor order heard round the world. This is season one, episode seven. Uh, we have a dinner between Countess Luan de Lesseps and Bethany Frankel, where Bethany hits us with this. I don't think so. I think we're doing tequila. Tequila? I only drink one drink, and I call it the Skinny Girls Margarita. It's um, Patron Silver on the rocks, fresh lime juice. And a little splash of triple sack. Me too, I, I guess. And she just looked at me and said, I'll have that. All right, two of them? It's a skinny girl marker. Okay. And I was like, all right, I like this, I like this chick. So oh. this is the birth of the $150 million empire, oh the skinny God. girl margarita. She went on to the show to, I mean, I don't know. This was the second franchise, New York. It was after Orange County. I don't know if she saw mm-hmm. the possibility of how long they linger on these drink orders. But she creates what is really just a small margarita because it's less contro. And she just insists right. on fresh lime juice versus like a mix. This is not revolutionary, but it has lower calories again, just by virtue of it is smaller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll notice she says skinny girls margarita. And it is Countess Luan Delicep who repeats it back as skinny girl margarita, which is what it's known today as but today. She's <gasps> She's getting they've argued about it before. And I really? we all know we all know that Luann's version is better and it's what they went with. And she tries to brand it as skinny girls margarita for fully a whole nother season. It doesn't go. It is the skinny girl margarita. Wow. I mean, and I I will say she's a she's a genius. I'm it's taking nothing from her, but anytime I order any drink, I do name it myself. You know, I do <laughs> tell them, I'm like, um, you had like a Diet Coke with lemon, aka the Big Bapa. And people <laughs> look at me and be like, ooh. And um, none of them have caught on yet. But I am confident that um, when Someday I get on a reality series, I will figure out which one's going to I hit. think it will. I think you just need yeah. to have a dinner with your, your friend, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Meet her at a dock. Yeah. Get her to order it, too. <laughs> yeah. Make sure your hair has been freshly in Mexico. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, this is really what started it all. New York has a lot of drunken and drinking moments. Too many to go over. But to start with that one, I mean, it, it's it's truly unbelievable what came out of that. I, I don't even think Bethany would have thought I'm going to make $150 million out of this dinner with Countess Luan Deliceps. But I go into every dinner with friends thinking that. So after the pandemic, folks... Let's make some money. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. So that that's my short tour, though it was quite long, of Real Housewives drinking. Again, <laughs> it was part one of question mark. Uh, yeah. Listeners, please DM me other thoughts on their drinking and things you want to talk about next time, because there will be a next time. Caitlin, I feel like this may be what brings you back to academia. I feel like you need to order a, any need to teach a seminar in Real Housewives drinking. Well, uh, yeah, and thank you again to my research assistants, Lauren Ashley Smith and Kate Corcoran, mm-hmm. because I will need a team. Mm. Mm-hmm, 
you're going to get a, this is going to be your, your PhD. Yeah. I yeah. think someone's going to pay you to research this. I, yeah. I, and yeah. then you'll Someone have resources big. to hire a full staff. So yeah, it feels yeah. like we're yeah. using a lot of money on that vaccine stuff. So I, yeah, you I kick it over to some me. More to spare. I think Dolly probably has a cool yeah. bill Thank to you. talk your way for this. Yeah. Um, well, in the spirit of uh, of your thesis, I created another little game uh, to to put up to to Neil and wow. and I was inspired, Caitlin, when I saw you, the tremendous work that you and your assistants did diving into the world of Real Housewives orders, and it made me think about how I just really wanted to pay our respects to TV stars who have used some of their fame and fortune to throw their weight behind liquor brands. And mm. so today we're going to play Name Game Booze Edition. And Neil, I'm going to give you the name of a liquor brand, and I want you to tell us what TV star you think is behind this brand and why. Well, let me just say, I'm actually in tears. I'm just so excited that these stars are going to get their recognition. They've been working <laughs> so hard and yeah. for no money whatsoever. So oh, honestly, yeah. gals, you're doing the Lord's work here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I thought you would appreciate it. Um, mm -hmm. All right, you ready for your first brand? Here we go. <laughs> In vivo X. I'm gonna say this is he was. You'll have to help me. The host of the show. Wait, was it called Pimp My Ride? Exhibit. That was a show. Was Exhibit the host? Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he that's his drink and it's um ooh it's bubbly. It's all mm -hmm. bubbles and I remember the commercial that's why cuz I remember the commercials and it's him yeah. just the, he's giggling. He's it's animated and it's him just giggling cuz they're tickling his nose. The bubbles. Oh, that's wow. so sweet. Yeah. Um I like that. I like that. I wish I wish that I had seen that commercial oh. because uh Unfortunately, the only way I know in Vivo X is as Sarah Jessica Parker's label. Uh, um, and I believe it's a wine. I'm not sure. Oh, and then is it Latin? Oh, I God. think so. Oh, I God. think she's so. She's so smart. She's, so, she's a real reader. <laughs> if there's one story I've heard about her, it's that she <laughs> has the New Yorker on set. Okay. <laughs> we get it, Sarah. Uh, yeah, it feels very on brand for Sarah Jessica Parker uh, to have a, a wine label. But this next one, I'm not sure. We'll see if you know this next one. This next one is Virginia Black Whiskey. Virginia Black Whiskey. Well, I can mm -hmm. hear, I can hear uh, this star saying Virginia Black Whiskey. And, mm -hmm. you know, we can probably all say it together. One, two, three. Yeah. Melissa Joan Hart. Joan. Virginia <laughs> Black Whiskey. Wow, from, that impression is. Yeah, this was from the Clarissa on. years is when she. <laughs> That's when she was she into alcohol. Yeah. Um, wildly, while wrong, you're also kind of right. Because though this person was never on Clarissa, they were on a very popular teen series. And um, this label belongs to Drake, famous, of huh. course, for being on Degrassi. <laughs> Wait, Virginia? But I feel like yeah, he's it doesn't make sense. so constant about Toronto. Yeah, he's so Canadian. I didn't, I, I, I don't have answers. I also, ha I just have questions like you. I had no idea until I was playing around on the internet yesterday and it told me that Drake is a, at least, at least a part owner okay. in Virginia Black Whiskey. Okay. All right. 
Um, I, keeping with the theme of teen stars, I'll give you that hint ahead of this next brand, which is, I believe, pronounced Onda. It's O-N-D-A. Onda. Or Onda. I know this one. Okay. Um, teen star, yes. And Lauren, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. But it is, uh, it's Onda. And oh, because okay. she, she told this story on her cribs. When she took us to her driveway and she was like, here's my Onda Civic and uh, it's Ashley Tisdale. And she named it this because she loved driving her Onda Civic. (laughs) I love this story. And, you know, I wasn't aware that Ashley Tisdale wasn't part of this brand, Um, Mm -hmm. but I love the story. It. Allegedly, this is actually Shay Mitchell's project from Pretty Little Liars. And um, I had never heard of this until yesterday. But apparently, it's a, a line of canned sparkling tequila beverages. Okay. It, each can, and this, the, the housewives need to get on this because each can is only 100 calories and contains tequila from a woman-owned distillery in Mexico. So oh, yeah, that's, uh, Is Shay gunning to be a housewife? That's my only question because that's the kind of behavior. feels like it. Where it's like mm-hmm. woman owned, but it's by a billionaire. But uh, I do want to try it now. I will say that I fell victim to the to the brand, and I want it. I want to taste it bad. Um, okay, we got a couple more for you. Uh, this next one is maybe the funniest uh, label that I came across when doing my research into celebrity labels. But pursued by Bear Winery. Mm-hmm. Pursued by Bear Winery. <laughs> Which, when I saw this, I was like, I gotta tee this up for Neil. I love this because it's clearly a Shakespearean, um, mm-hmm. clearly a renowned theater actor. Um, and so I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty clear that this is Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> yeah. Pursued he, by dog. He came up with this when he was playing Caliban in The Tempest. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, his most famous role to date. Um, <laughs> to date. There will be more. I mean, he's got to get through the whole canon, but there will be more yeah. yeah, to date. His Macbeth is going to be. It's incredible. Oh, don't even get me started. Um, this one is actually uh, a friend of Sarah Jessica Parker's, another Sex and the City alumni, and the man of the, of the hit series Twin Peaks, Kyle MacLachlan. Hmm. Which, it makes so much sense. Right. Do we like it or hate it? I could be convinced either way. I I hate it so much it makes me love it. Yeah. I, what is it? It's wine? It's a winery. Yeah, he owns a okay, winery. It's fine. I mean, what are you going to call it? You know what I mean? All Everyone that has a winery, my hat's off to you. Because what are you going to call <laughs> it? If I had a winery, yeah. I would just call it wine. <laughs> wine winery. Quit your whining. See, but that's too clever for me. I would just okay. be like, wine. And I don't know why no one's ever done this, but just serve it in a big slot bucket. Yeah. The, fi- the fact that it's Kyle MacLachlan and he, like, seeing him laugh to himself about it, it's so doofusly charming. And I also love that everywhere that I saw it in print, they have the ellipses before it. So it's dot, dot, oh, dot. That is just by making it a nightmare for, for writers and labels. And all, I mean, he probably just can't wait to tell you. He can't wait. Oh, to, yeah. Oh, you, do you want to come for a winery tour? And then, you know, he picks out the one barrel that's got, you know, whatever sort of etching <laughs> that someone did on the barrel. It's a big bear and, you know, it looks mm-hmm. amazing. 
you know what? You can keep it, Kyle. Because wine winery, I'll tell you what, it's going down just as good. Wow. Wow. Their, their wow. Cabernet on winedeals.com, $63.99. So Jeez. Teresa's going to be paying through the roof when she wants <laughs> Yeah, they're not serving it on the docks. I'll tell you that much. We don't know. Shouldn't ask a price. Yeah, you're right. All right, I got two more for you, but this next one is Dos Hombres Mezcal Artisanal. Ooh. So. Okay. I'm gonna, no. I'm. Gonna, I just sorry. I just you googled it. <laughs> no, she I, can see my my notes. But I. Okay. I'm sorry. I sometimes okay. I look ahead. Sometimes I don't. And this I've. Sorry, I'm ruining the show, but I just had a violent reaction. I'd love if this was someone who uh, spoke absolutely no Spanish, had no connection to this etymology. I believe you are correct. I believe you are correct. Okay. As as far as I know. I didn't do any research, but I don't, there's no obvious connection for me. So I'm going to go with, I feel like, I wish I knew an athlete because it feels like an athlete thing. These um, are all TV stars. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes there's overlap. Like, uh, sure. There can be. Sure. There can be. You know what I'm going to go with? Um, was his name Jesse Bradford from The Bachelor? Oh, Who was a quarterback? Yes. Who I did see. Yeah. I did see once at a cafe. And I was like, who's that handsome man? And then, and then it was him. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're dating. Wow. Well, this may be the oh, one that shocked me the most in my research and i too caitlin had a visceral reaction when i saw this in print but this this is the brainchild of breaking bads aaron paul and brian cranston it's two a, together they on, two together they went in on it together two yeah, together they went in on it together no. <laughs> dos hombres mezcal artisanal i oh man aaron paul yeah. really gets me something i've never seen the show that i know mm-hmm. that's another one something about him and i hear he's lovely like people like to say that Mm -hmm. a lot something about him really drives me nuts and i and i think it's this i think i didn't i i didn't know in my rational brain that this was a thing Mm -hmm. but i think i knew in my lizard brain that he had a thing like this so uh yeah no it's vindicated okay it's bad all right. Well, we have one final one, and hopefully this will clear the palette after that moment. Um, now, this one's going to be a little bit challenged because this celebrity, their name is in the brand. Um, so I'm not going to give it away, and I'm just going to say, insert celebrity's name, premium lemoncello original. <laughs> so I... somebody slapped their name on a limoncello. Okay. Here, I'm going to tell you who I want it to be. And I actually, sure. I love Limoncello. And I really, mm-hmm. like, I I want it to be this person's because I would absolutely buy it. Re- oh, mm-hmm. but he's not a TV star. Oh, but he has a CNN show now about Italy. Okay. So I'm going to say Stanley Tucci. Oh. Wouldn't that be nice? You would that buy would be that. Great. that would, yeah, that would be lovely. Tucci's Limoncello. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but he has to have, you say it like that, he actually has to have like a wine and it's two yeah. cheese and there's two uh! big hunks of cheese on the label um, and maybe it's two, two cheese. Oh, okay, that's Okay, sorry, really cute. keep going. Yes, whose is this? I think this this is not Stanley Tucci's uh, beverage. I think you will be delighted to find out that it is actually Danny DeVito Premium Limoncello. Oh, listen, I'm here for it. I would, yeah. I'm going to go looking for it actually. 
I actually thought that was delightful. Of all the ones that I discovered, I was like, this is one that I kind of want to buy people for Christmas. Because I, so I feel like he would actually know what a premium limoncello yeah. tastes like. So I would trust yeah. him. It feels like something, you just get the, the feeling that he was like, having the vacation of a lifetime in some small remote village and was like, yeah, I gotta get this. <laughs> Pitch perfect. Danny DeVito. Pitch perfect. <laughs> <Thank you so laughs> much. Wow. Between oh the Melissa Joan Hart and the Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. I know. The wow. listeners got a lot for this one. They're got, they're got a lot. Mm-hmm. Is well, this a screen uh, test for SNL or what's going on? Am I- <laughs> please. Cause we know it's an audio medium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, we, we're actually uh, going to be the inaugural cast of SNL radio play <laughs> podcast. Nope. You guys have booked uh, SNL the podcast. <laughs> uh, hey, well, we need to take a quick break because Lauren Michaels is calling, but we'll be right back after this call. So Lauren said uh, that there's no need to show up at the studio, that uh, the podcast is on hold. So we're just going to keep, uh, we're going to keep recording this episode of this show right. in, in the meantime. So y'all, I couldn't, I couldn't let this episode end without taking a moment to pay tribute to my favorite part of drinking on TV, which is hot bartenders and having a hot bartender from TV today. Uh, I'm excited uh, to explore, you know, who some of the most iconically hot bartenders in TV history are. And now, I don't know what it is. I, I just think bartenders are generally hot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, for those of you who have been, you know, standing me for years, you, you may already be aware, I, I think bartenders are hot. I once wrote a character in a web series just so I could sleep with them on the web series and they were a bartender and so i have a long history of of my obsession with bartenders i'm not sure why it's just my truth so i'm really thirsty these days we all know that so i came up with the top five list of the hottest bartenders in tv history and i'm curious if you all agree disagree want to add change edit um i will say before i start my countdown that there were several honorable mentions but there are three that i just want to acknowledge before i get into my top five honorable mentions (laughs) Yeah, so the first is the gang from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because yeah. they could have taken slots one through five, but there you can't have one without the other. So the gang, honorably mentioned. Um, I'm also going to make Malika Williams from Good Trouble an honorable mention because though she is hot and a bartender, I don't feel like she enjoys bartender as being mm. part of her identity. So I disqualify her. Okay. Um, just because I don't think she likes, bar- she's bartending, but she doesn't want to be, is how mm-hmm. I feel. Correct me if I'm wrong. I also made Jake from the TV show Sweet Better an honorable mention because I think I'm the only person watching Sweet Better. (laughs) Well, I read the book and in my mind, he's very hot. So I will second that honorable mention. Thanks, Jake. Great. Every time I brought Sweet Bitter up, it's to deafening crickets. So I just was like, I got to put Jake in an honorable mention category because I don't think anyone's going to be with me. Now, okay. Now I'm going to move into my real top five. And I'll say this. I made a couple of controversial picks. I know okay. they're controversial and I'm I'm here to, I'm here and open and ready for, for your feedback. But number five, I feel like I couldn't do a top five list and not mention a man who's already been mentioned on the show once today, Sam Malone from Cheers, Ted Danson. You got to give it to Daddy Ted. I mean, 
if where you, would we be today? And I will say I didn't watch Cheers at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've only discovered it recently. One, what a tight sitcom. I mean, mm-hmm. the writing, the structure, the performances, it's it's really, yeah, th- those were pros. Um, I will say going back, his body is just so, I mean, the, the sitcom was tight, but that body was tighter. <laughs> <laughs> the jeans, the, the way that they fit. Mm-hmm. He's tall. He really cared about his hair. So that thing is oh, quaffed, the hair. quaffed. Yeah. And I will say part of what makes a bartender so attractive is, one, the power that they have. But two, the way that everyone idolizes a bartender. And I think part of what I loved about Sam Malone I mean, one, the the female love interests on the show were wonderful and loved him. And so I yeah. was like, great, he's great. But everyone loved him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's friends with everybody. I love that. I, yeah. I haven't done a full series rewatch, but I was doing like a rewatch of like certain iconic episodes over the summer. And it's a show that like, there are some shows you go back and watch and it's like painful because you're like, oh, it's not what I remember or like I've learned too much about the world and I can't enjoy it anymore. But that show, like even when it's like, ooh, we couldn't get away with us today, like you can still smile through it because everyone feel it, it wasn't coming from a bad place. It was just mm-hmm. like coming from the time it was. I don't know. It just, it just feels different. Like I can still enjoy it in a way that I can't enjoy everything from my past. Anyway, so Sam Malone, number five. Number four, and this is a character that I put on this list because I don't know if there's ever been a bartender on TV I've wanted to be more. Like, Mm. this is like a hero worship one. Tara from True Blood. Rutina Wilson. I, I mean, is there a hotter person on the planet? Is there a hotter character? And would I want a body swap with anyone more? I don't think so. I think (laughs) she takes the take. Routine it's a Wesley, hot show and yeah. then a bartender on top of it. Ugh, I mean, so she good. on that show and that performance, I mm-hmm. remember watching that and just being like, who? And I think like half that principal cast went to Juilliard. They, hmm. I remember watching that and just being like, she's fucking incredible. Um, mm-hmm. I also love that they were always very dewy. Yeah. <laughs> where it was set. The bodies were always sort of misted. So when mm-hmm. I think of her, I think of her in like a tank top, great mm-hmm. cleavage, just uh, slicked down. Um, and and also that sort of like unimpeachable confidence, um, yes. which is so sexy. And like there were a lot of hot bartenders on the show, but it, but she to me is the epitome of that show because like – she had so many iconic moments behind the bar. Like there were episodes where she like lost her shit at mm-hmm, work and mm-hmm. stuff. They're all hot in that show, but she just takes the cake for me and I love her so much. So she's my number four. Now my number three, I'm actually scared to say out loud. Concerned Caitlin may actually quit the podcast. Um, okay. I'm going to start to take my head. It's okay. Off. I'm yeah. I'm I okay. Can, yeah. Because I, I, before I say that, before I reveal my number three, I want to say, I'm not saying that this character was good. I'm not saying <laughs> that they were okay. I acknowledge they're problematic, but like I can't I can't deny how hot I find this character or the actor who played this character. And it's Eddie Doling from Dawson's Creek, who famously came in the last season to take yeah. Joey away from the crew. It was a I'm not saying it was a good storyline, 
But my God, is Oliver Hudson so hot? Right. That is Oliver Hudson. Oh, it's Oliver Hudson. Oh, it's Oliver Hudson. Oliver Hudson as like a blue collar Bostonian bartender. Whoo, my baby. I can't. Um, Caitlin, you, you already have a full afternoon. I know, but if you want to add something to watch very recently, his sister Kate came out with a vodka line, I think, or a gin (gasps) line. And Mm -hmm. she did a video with Gwyneth Paltrow for goop where they, they make some drink. Okay. Um, and Oliver (laughs) comes in and the flirtation between him (gasps) and Gwyneth. And you know, I think they say like, they've known each other for like 20 years and it's it, they they comment on it about like how beautiful they find each other or like their sexual chemistry. I even want to say they kiss, oh but I don't know why that would have <laughs> happened. But in my mind, that happens. But Lauren, I I second this. I I especially Oliver Hudson. How long was that? How long ago was that? Like fifteen years at this point? Yeah, 10 at years? least. Yeah, no, if not I longer. Mean, what a gorgeous. I mean, Oliver Hudson. <sighs> I devout anytime he's on the the small yeah. screen, I'm a happy camper. Yeah. But there was nothing better than him in a flannel and mm. a you know puffy vest, <sighs> screaming screaming about the <laughs> injustices of I don't know whatever he was mad about when he was on Dawson's Creek. I loved it so much. Um, ultimately, was he Pacey? No, no one could be. Um, was he a frustration in the plot? You know on the way to getting what I wanted. Yes. But in retrospect, he was very hot. Yeah. And if there was a Funko pop for Eddie Doling, I would get it for you, Caitlin. But unfortunately they did not make one. All right. So that's my number three. Rolling in at number two, this character was only tended bar for a short time and it was a wine bar, but I think it counts. And this is just a character. I want to find an excuse to talk about anytime I can. And that's Miggy Park from single parents. A sitcom that was ended too soon, my friends. Too soon. We were not out of stories to tell. And I think if we hadn't canceled Single Parents before it should have been, I think we would have seen Mickey triumphantly return to the role of bartender multiple times. But I just think the character of Mickey Park was uh, so cute. Uh, played by Jake Choi. I believe it's Jake, Jake Choi or Jack Choi. Um, Jake he's Choi. just so hot. Yeah, he's so he's so hot. And Miggy was such a cute character. And watching him, the if you haven't seen the show, one of the one of the other characters in the show owns this wine bar that's pretty much exclusively frequented by like wi- middle aged women. And watching Miggy just serve wine to these women, and the best part is, is like he's very very bad at it at first. Like so bad, he's like losing money for everyone because he keeps breaking stuff. It's just adorable. He's an adorably bad bartender that gets better at his job, and I love it. Wow. And the actor Jake Choi is from Queens, much like yourself. So, Jake, if you're listening and you want to go on a walk with Neil and I, like, we're in Queens. I did just Google, and it one of the first things that comes up is him uh, identifying as sexually fluid. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jake, this is great. I also love someone who's sort of inept at their job. That's really fun, mm-hmm. and I'm naturally attracted to them. So, um, Jake, I think that's really fun. I'm bad oh, at a lot of stuff, wow. too. We can just, okay, we got another we Suzanne Summers Woodstock Ted Danson <laughs> thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get that reference. He's going to get it. He will. He will. I, well, this is a bot, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so my final number one, and this was really hard. I, this was really hard, but then when I was looking at my – 
my contenders, I realized there was an actor who's actually played two hot bartenders. And when I realized that he played not one, but two hot bartenders, I said, okay, you gotta be number one on the list. And so number one on the list is going to be Jake Johnson, who played both Nick Miller on New Girl and Gray McConnell on the Gone Too Soon Stump Down. Wow. Cleaning up. And I just, it works for me. His certain kind of like, <sighs> je ne sais quoi, it just works for me. And so he's my number one. He's yeah, so, this is your kind of guy. Yeah, it was, he's yeah. so on the nose as a bartender that it's very satisfying. It almost makes me wonder if he's considered just giving up acting and just being a bartender. <laughs> It does make me wonder that. Right? He must, I mean, I he must have assume. considered it. Yeah. He must have at least one, thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. One can only assume. We're on the hiatus from mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. Uh, so so that's my top five. Sam, Tara, Eddie, Mickey, Nick. Uh, I'm curious. Are there any bartenders you think don't deserve a spot on this list? Anyone that you would want to add? Or, or, or do you feel like we kind of nailed it? It's, it's a very complete list. It's hard to argue with. I mean, I would say that there's one conspicuous absence, which is me um, playing. And maybe, maybe, Lauren, if you heard the name of my character from High Fidelity, you would bump me Mm -hmm. up. His name was Perky Gay Bartender. Or sorry, Perky Froze Bartender. Um, (gasps) So the descriptor is in there, which should give you, you know, you like perkiness? One. You like Froze? Two, you like bartenders? Three, I mean, what, what's not to like, you know? Okay, well, you've convinced me. So Thank you. Perky Frosé bartender is now mm-hmm. 1A, and Nick Miller slash Gray McConnell is 1B. Wow. wow. I was just talking You're going to share that like top spot. Fourth honorable no, no. mention. Listen, Neil, honestly, the only reason I didn't put you on this list is because Caitlin's told me off mic a few times that I need to be more mindful of sexually harassing our guests. Got it. But maybe not today. But yeah. maybe not today. It yeah. seems like I have your consent. So yeah. Uh, but I, for anyone listening, um, Caitlin has brought me to the We Stand HR department. I am mm-hmm. in training. I, I am. <laughs> we're just flagging on her it. behavior. We're just we're just chronicling it. That's we're good. monitoring okay. it. I'm I'm journaling about it. But listen, I spend a lot of time alone. I am single, and the thirst is real. <laughs> the thirst is real. <laughs> so thank you all for indulging me as I talk about the five hottest bartenders on TV. Just um discussion of whether jake johnson should return to bartending or start uh Mm -hmm. reminds me that melrose from america's next top model was a bartender in williamsburg (gasps) for a long time so go and see her well y'all this has been so fun and even though somehow miraculously we did a whole show talking about drinking and none of us had a drink in our hands which is like insane like professionals i don't know what's happening we're 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 professionals. professionals Um, but Neil, if anybody is drunk on love for you and wants to grab a drink, where can they find you? Oh my goodness. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Neil DeStolfo. And, uh, yeah, the spelling's a little tough, but, but you'll figure it out. (laughs) We'll link you. You know what, if you want to, oh, that's right. That's how technology works. (laughs) Thanks, gal. Well, Adam, (laughs) you just click, guys, just click on his little name and you follow him. (laughs) 
There you go. And while you're following him, if you're not already, go ahead and follow us. You know we're at We Stand Social. We're on the Instagram. We're on the TikTok. We got a Gmail. You can email. Uh, we want to hear from you. Let us know what topics you want us to dive into. Is there a special guest you want to you want to see on the show, or do you have beef with us in our hot take? <laughs> we want to hear it. Whatever you got, we are accepting all packages. We will sign for them. So, uh, you know hit us up. And also don't be afraid to leave a little five-star review. No, fear not. Get a little tipsy and do it. (laughs) Get a lot tipsy. Get a bottle of your favorite pursued by bear wine and just let the freak flags fly, folks. It's shocking that we're not sponsored yet. All right. See ya. Get you later, Stan Sands.